All right, this will be our last intro, but this is another episode of We Talk to Listen. Coming to you with the amazing podcast, the podcast number one in the DMV area, bringing to you wonderful and lovely co-host, uh, Will Young. Will Young, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? Another day, uh, another dollar. Yeah, it's our other host, Wendell, brought to you by the amazing Cold Cup. If you do not have your Cold Cup, make sure you go ahead and get your Cold Cup today. Get your um, Cold Cup. So I'm gonna use you actually, uh, Will, to spear more so topics. I can get us rolling because I already got one predetermined. But me surfing, looking for topics is not gonna work, obviously, because the last two uh, casts were kind of disrupted. But I saw um, earlier today there's this lady that is trying to sue uh, Princess Cruises and Princess Cruise Line for. Uh, basically the death of her husband because he died of coronavirus so they're trying to say that her husband contracted that while on the ship and i'm just thinking in my head be truthfully honest there's no way she's gonna be able to prove that he contracted that pretty much while on that cruise ship unless one of those cruise ships that just didn't dock but then still there's no way she's gonna be able to prove that the actual owners of the ship were the ones that were uh being negligent so i think that's just an uphill battle I can't see anyone awarding her any type of financial money or or uh uh fuck what's that word compensation just for her husband dying from that um I mean that's the price you pay for going on a cruise anyway during a pandemic I mean honestly I think you take your own chances I don't yeah yeah uh, I mean you know you just gotta look at contracts you know because sometimes hey like I said it, it depends on the situation and how it is it could float your way. As I said, um, you just gotta look at the fine print, but I'm pretty sure they got stuff in there about liability. So, yeah, in my opinion, unless they were on like advertising Corona free cruises, uh, I I don't know how she's gonna be able to prove hands down that the cruise line was negligent to the point that her husband was fatally contracted the ailment and that that's all the cruise line's responsibility. So that's the other thing with lawsuits anyway. I, I oftentimes wonder how much does the person suing uh, take responsibility in the shit that happens to them. That, that often is a tug of war with me. Um, so, uh, but I did think that was a little interesting story. Uh, not a lot more going on, to be honest, outside of Corona. Uh, just new doctor stuff I've heard. I heard you're supposed to keep all your doors and windows open and also let in natural light because that's supposed to actually uh, help kill the virus. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know which way the world's headed. I don't know when the peak of this <laughs> thing is hit. I don't know if we're at the top of the mountain. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. I really do not. Yeah, I think, I think you know, that's another thing. It's confusion, man. You know, and, and that confusion causes chaos. Once chaos happens, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's easier to, to pick them apart. Well, everything, um, every day is something new. That's my issue. Like, that's good. Yeah, it's it, it, getting better. Like, you know what I mean? I don't hear anything where, where shit sounds like, oh, that's that's a relief. Like, I don't really hear much of things getting better. Yeah. So that's the other problem with that. I don't know if you also saw that uh, starting Cowboys quarterback, who's actually not under contract currently, but uh, current uh, franchise tag uh, Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, threw a party. TMZ reports that 30 people attended and which he had a buffet-style spread. 
Yeah, that's probably the most. Say it ain't so. The 30 people's bad. The buffet makes it. (laughs) The cherry on top. Yeah, it's everyone share the same spoon. Everyone share the same ladle. Oh, man. Everyone just come on. Let's cesspool it. They got pictures of Zeke in the back with a plate. Now, oh man, not Zeke. He ain't been in enough trouble. This, man. He just don't know when to stop. Now you think like me. This was one I saw where Zeke was at home. Like, man, nigga, I ain't do nothing this time. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey, hey, they ain't trying to hear that, man. Hey, yeah. hey, to, to them, you a convicted felon, period. You know I man? know. Get, get, get on the ground. They give you the chance to say like, hey, I'm <laughs> Get on the ground, man. That's exactly the way I feel about him, too, right now. Is yeah, that this situation that ain't about him, but it's just another situation. <laughs> and it's like, damn, Zeke. It, it, it really... <laughs> they just ain't food. But they, they say Dak and Zeke. But they I, I just put credit on that. They're going a lot harder on, on Dak Prescott. Zeke is kind of getting paid. Wow. Well, I'm about to say, man, they, I think they was, uh, I think they, they trying to get in Dak because, you know, I think him and Witcherface was practicing. They had to get them up off the field, him and uh, Dez. Yep. And that's, yeah, they kept, they kept, yeah, they kept being out past curfew or something. So that's why I said, you know, I guess now they trying to shift it towards him or, you know, put more on them. But well, that- somehow Zeke always end up in the, in the pudding. That- get his hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> guy seems to be pushing back, like, as a person. Especially through, because this is a guy that I think total was only paid four to five million for on the field performance. Makes all his money off the field, which is another reason it's common tale to be in a pandemic style. Uh, what's that word? Uh, fuck, in a pandemic style uh, controversy. It it's a bad thing, like because his sponsors will drop him. Yeah. We're gonna look and say, you know what? No, we can't have a guy out here with the biggest thing in the country not taking it serious. And we're in North Japan again. So that really wasn't smart on his behalf. Um, he could have cost himself a lot of money. Honestly. He probably did cost himself a lot of money. If Cam Newton saying, I think it's funny hearing women talk about routes and lost all his endorsements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prescott's losing those endorsements. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So especially with social media nowadays, man, they they gonna jump on you. Yeah, they they gonna definitely be in his comment box. Agent Peterson spanked his kids and lost his job. <sighs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. He he spared the rod and they gave him the rod. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, I've exactly. seen I've seen some wild things in my life, Yes, <laughs> I just told somebody <laughs> earlier, man. Hey. AP was holding out. He was putting down them old punch people. AP had the extension cord. Yeah, what do you have? I think it was the extension cord. Yeah, I think they said he got a switch before or something. Yeah. Broke a limb off or something. Yeah, yeah. Them old school beatings coming from AP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how he was brave, though. You know, down there where he from. Look, I, I, when I went to Alabama for my family reunions and all that, she even asked Cuzzo, man. Look, we got what was switches. We Anything close. Okay, perfect. We got perfect. with all of that. Perfect. Okay, perfect segue. All right, now seg into the story of this is the epic story I've always heard of the time. And this is okay, let me preference this first of all. All right, this is gonna be preference. We'll probably come back later years 
then people will be like, see, they're no good guys. But preference this. These are kids we're talking about. It was a long, not a long time ago, but there's a story of you guys and a rogue dog that runs up on you. And you niggas pretty much have to do what you got to do. And uh, let's say it was the dog or you niggas at that age in life. So what, what, do you, you know the story that coming to mind? Nah, I'm about to say, look, I'm going to tell you how the story was, man. And, and you know, uh, in a sense, you know, with the whole Mike Vick thing, you know, that's why I said, look, I don't, I don't even want to get into it, but let's just say. We love um, animals. Say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, first, yeah, I would preference it like that. I love animals. Uh, not the biggest dog fan, more of a cat fan, um, you know, if it was me. But at that time, you know, as I said, like, I don't condone no type of cruelty. Um, no type of, you know what I'm saying, neglect, things like that. Um, you know, they are mammals. They do have a heartbeat. Um, so I say, you know, not human, but I say they're mammals. Um, God put them here. Um, but I said, at that time, you know, being young, man, you know, you always do crazy. I say stupid things. Um, so, you know, at that time, man, we was experimenting, doing some wild stuff, man. Hold on real and, quick. Now, preference how young? Because that, that is relevant. Oh, I mean, we was what, young. Like, 10 uh if i was 10 you know because i was nine i think our oldest cousin was like maybe 12 you know what i'm saying um but yeah everybody was young man like real young and um you know it just was like you know hey you know we out here in the country nothing to do you know what i'm saying especially you know being city kids you know we come from like you got the you know at that time with the sega genesis Right, you know what I'm saying. You know, every day you could play that at the cookout, all that. You could play basketball, so hoop around the corner, go to the park, different stuff. Out in the country, man, you got chickens, goats, cows, and dogs. Um, <laughs> you know, and not being from that, of course, say you you may not know how to act in certain environments if you ain't from there. Um, and we weren't from there. Um, so, like I said, we uh we was out there, you know, um, being negligent, you know, and. And it just happened to be that we um we we harmed, let's just say we harmed the animal. Um But describe this animal. Because I imagine it to be a ferocious beast. I imagine No, 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 it wasn't that's what I said, it wasn't oh! ferocious. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, look, look, the story the story is, is a shameful uh, story, let's just say. Oh see, now it's a okay. the time period in which you know <laughs> It hasn't been forgotten, but oh, yeah. to the back of the now, membrane. Now, had I yes. known this, because the way I prefaced the story was that in my memory, up until now, I've imagined this being a ferocious beast that was terrorizing the community. Nah, nah, it, it wasn't doing nothing, man. I, I ain't even about to sit here and express the piece to his soul. I ain't even going to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might be looking right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can't do that, man. He's looking at me, man. Because all dogs go to heaven. That's what's funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all dogs do, man. He, you know, he up there with God and looking down. Like, go ahead and tell the truth. Man, you know, let it on your heart. They don't lie on me. But um, like I said, man, you know, we was out there being negligent, man. Um, ended up harming the dog. Um, and you know, it was like one of them things where you know, like we were younger, so I was I was saying our oldest cousin, um, mm-hmm. you know, probably like I said, not being familiar with as much with animals because you know, I don't even think I'm trying to think, I think I had a gerbil. 
Uh, that was like the biggest pet I had, or you know, saying the most pets. I got older and then I had a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I said, like you know, I don't remember none of us, cousin, you know, any of our other cousins. I don't think nobody had a you know a dog or any, you know, what I'm saying maybe like a goldfish. That's what I say. Like I said, being from the city, living in a right. problem and stuff like that, you probably couldn't really have stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so like I said, um, we weren't used to it. Um, and that's what I said, you know, we just we just got negligent. Um, ended up harming the dog. Um, the dog came up, you know, uh, rest in peace. You know, what I'm saying where. Um, it had passed away. Um, and so, you know, um, it, it was like, I remember like how basically, you know, like, so we doing everything. Now, the funny part of the story, the story that, you know, always gets, you know, a cookout or, you know, even memories or whatever. And we ain't talked about it in so long, but mm-hmm. everybody remember, you know, um, when it came time for, our, uh, you know, our repercussions for our actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at that time, like it was like, hey, look, y'all go ahead and grab that switch off that tree. Hold on, now this, get me. now this, this is actually probably the meat and the interesting part we can't actually talk about. Okay, how was the dog? How was the deed discovered? Like, how did? How were there any repercussions? Did the owner contact like y'all parents or whoever y'all was staying with? No, nah, you did know, you this, this was like a, uh, this was like almost like a family member. Oh, oh, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a family member, man. Oh, so that's why I said, yeah, he ain't no, you know, contacting the person. He was there, you know. It was just more like, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't hear, I don't hear Rufus barking. You know what I'm saying? What, uh, what's going on, man? And so, oh, behold, somebody found Ruth. Yeah, man. So that's why I say, rest in peace. And so, like I said, you know. The biggest thing or like, you know, the biggest takeaway was, you know, um, there we had to um, give him a proper, you know, um, in a sense, I'll say a, a, a going away part. Okay. Um, and, and with that being said, you know, the part that we just remember is, you know, like I said, just not being used to it, man. And, you know, just like having to do that, you know, the memories from that, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, just understand, like, you know, the, the wrong in which we did do. Um, but at that time, you know, you're a kid. And I guess, like I said, the takeaway from everything was people were saying, you know, for my part, I kept, you know, reiterating mm-hmm. how I was not a part of this. Um, <laughs> you know, because it was like, you know, everybody was doing stuff and it was it was two of us. It was me and I. I think my youngest, youngest one at that time, he probably was like six. Um, you know, we was like on the steps. Like mm-hmm. the whole time, like, hey man, chill out, you know. And so, but you know how it is with family, man. Yeah. You know, if one of us do something, we all, you know, we all go to. Yeah. You caught um, the ring beat. You know what I'm saying? And, and, the beating and went out said, and and swung without, back around. <laughs> look, 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 the, the the punishment without you know what I'm saying the action. You know something like they said falsely accused. You know right. what I'm saying? So and I got life too. You know what I'm saying? You so, know, you now now this is. Uh, I was gonna say this now. I, I hate to joke, but this—that's actually funny enough. How the justice system works, though. Like yeah. if 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 me, you, Jerome, and, and and Kenny go out. Me, you, Jerome, Kenny go out. Jerome stabs someone. The fact that we're all—if we're all at all linked—if I'm not like upstairs in the club, or if me, you, Jerome, and Kenny is all still standing in the same vicinity. 
and Jerome stabbed that nigga. Nigga, we're all going. I, you see the news, you'd be like, it'd be six all niggas down for one murder. Down. You say, how the fuck did six niggas murder one person? But that's just how it is. If you are yeah. any part, if you drove that nigga there, if you, if you Man, it, did nothing to stop it, did not report it, whatever the case may be. So now that I say that to say though, the, the spanking dealt out to everybody was was the same as as in the law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I learned about the law that day. Or oh, I would say I learned more about the law that day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I learned about, um, you know, it's more of um, uh, taking responsibility. Because, like I said, you know, at the same time of, you know, you know, like I said, just like you said today, like, you know, a lot of innocent people, sometimes you get caught in the crossfire. And, you know, sometimes you got to be willing to, hey, you know, deal with the repercussions. And, you know, that's, that's something like, you know, God God will always know, you know what I'm saying, the true story. Uh, but that's what I say, okay. you know, like, that's kind of one of them things where, hey, you know, he know the true story. You know what I'm saying? That's what I said. And, and that's exactly why I can say that, man. Look, rest in peace. I'm not going to try to alter it to make, you know, what happened. All right, anything. I'm totally against it. Like I said, I, I definitely paid for my sins more than <laughs> one way. Um, so yeah, that's why I said, man. It was just it's one of those things. But that's why I said, you know, we um, we ain't know know no better, man. And I think everybody looking back on it, you know, you could go back. Definitely, things people would have did different. So okay, now to expand, but not on that particular uh, situation, but the situation that aroused through this conversation. How much is it? Uh, I, I'm trying to think. How I want to preface this question. How much responsibility is it? I guess for each individual in their own community. Uh, and I, basically, what I'm saying is this. All right, let's say how George Zimmerman, right? Let's say you got. Let's say there's a black guy though. Let's say you're in a predominantly black community. And there's a black gentleman, not a white gentleman like Zimmerman, but there's a black gentleman behaving in the manner of George Zimmerman, who is overly, uh, overly, let's say, suspicious of of and, and kind of targeting people and, and patrolling the neighborhood when no one's asked them. How do you view that? How do you view that? Do you think because this is. All right, let me let me preface my my opinion and then I'll let you have it. My opinion towards that or those situations is honestly that it's everyone's responsibility mm-hmm. to police their community. I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think people, mm-hmm. especially in black communities, take a huge, 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 huge step back when it comes to realizing it is their responsibility at the end of the day. Honestly, to not harbor the criminals, to not fuck with the no snitching, to not really harbor those types of ideas. But if there was a guy to answer my own question, rolling around like that, I, I am of the mindset to scale that back because mm-hmm. it's a fine line. You know what I mean? Like it, it really is a fine line. It's a fine line of where, okay, if I'm on my porch smoking my weed, do I want? Uh, Zimmerman Jr. coming up fucking with me. Do I want to explain to this nigga what I'm doing? But at the same time, if it's a nigga that I know is out there and, and all the burglars feel like, man, I ain't fucking with that community. That, I mean, that's a value too. So I guess it's a fine line. But the, the 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 beauty of this question is it only becomes a fine line until what happened to stuff like people like Trayvon Martin where 
it, it, it matters now, nigga, because somebody died. Like, was it? Were we overlooking the fine line? Was it? Was it to our benefit to the nigga killed somebody? So I, don't, I, I, I'm interested to see how you feel about that, though. Um, so I'll say, um, uh, tradition, you know, um, kind of sometimes makes rules. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it's like what they call unwritten laws or unwritten rules. Whereas I say tradition plays a part. Um, with the whole, you know, going back to what you said, you know, like, like no snitching or whatever. Um, it's a tradition. It's an unwritten rule because, I mean, like, in any type of, let's just say, case you have, you're always going to have a witness. That's a snitch. Is, uh, in a sense. Do you think it roots to blacks and slavery that don't sell me out to the white man? Um, nah, like I said, just tradition. Because, I mean, that's what you, you got, as you said, you know, some people who take that responsibility. It's just, like, in a sense, I think those things are called or what they kind of look at as, like, a citizen's arrest. I think it does. And that's, you know, like, that's to say, you could make a citizen's arrest. Now, I may feel like, hey, you're a citizen. You're, you're not, like, a, a law enforcement. But as you said, we should all be protecting where we stay at. You know, you ever seen a sign that it says, um, drive in this neighborhood as if your kids lived here? Yeah. You know, and that's what I said, like, you know, now that sign is there to say, you know, in a sense, like, hey, you know, go ahead and, and think of this as it's your own place. Don't come in here and wreck our house. Mm -hmm. You know, come and have respect for our house or our community or whatever it is. Um, and every community is, yeah, community is different. So, like I said, if I'm coming from a community where I ain't got no signs that say about watch the speed limit or live here as if your kids live here, and I go to a community like that, I may feel like, you know, as I say, you know, we were in a situation where we were in a country where we're from the city. You know, we we don't understand. Mm -hmm. because our tradition is different so I say going back to that um, you know I say it all depends like you know what I'm saying like I said your tradition and where you from um, and I think sometimes different people have different agendas um, and you know some people I, I think the line comes in where it's like where okay you have people that I say like you know yeah watch your neighborhood do all that do the right thing but it kind of like comes from like even the movie do the right thing where you get to the part where it's like, you know, they take down radio because, you know, like being that he was strong and all that, they don't know him. They coming from a situation where they see somebody big black, they're going to take them down because they know they can't, you know what I'm saying, talk to them or whatever is which way they think. But that's just the tradition that they come from. You know, that's that fine line of like who's right, who's wrong. Of course, you look at it and you say like, hey, you know, it's wrong for somebody to take it upon themselves to, you know, feel like they got to inflict the law if they're not actual law enforcement, you know. But at the same time, if somebody feels it's a threat going on and they react to that threat, as you said, it may be some people that look at it like, hey, look, you know, you saved us. And some people that look at it like, hey, it's not your job. But like I said, you know, it goes back to that tradition. You know, it's all how you see it and through your eyes. Um, and the ways you were brought up and the things that you heard repeatedly. You know, that's why I said, um, I don't think it the stop snitching is like, a, you know, like in a sense a black thing. I think it's more of a tradition. I know places you might go, something may happen and nobody talks. You know, that's what I said, you can go to a, a all white community, you know what I'm saying? And it might be things in which you find out or you see and you're like, man, you know what? It's crazy. Nobody talk about it. 
right. Johnny over right. here, you know, doing this and that, and nobody speak about it. They're the first person I've ever heard actually bring that up, and that's actually valid. That it's not, yeah. it is not isolated to a black mentality. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's bestowed on the black community that like, oh, that's their way of life. But the reality is, like you're saying, there's if a murder goes on in, in Beverly Hills. There's tends to be still that camaraderie of saying, you know what, I'm not telling on my white neighbor. Or if you mm-hmm. or a murder goes on in the trailer park, it's like, you know what I mean, get the fuck around here. We don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Matt's a great guy. So I, 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 mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. limited. I, I, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And that's why I say, but, you know, in that situation, you know, you think of it like, you know, they in a sense look at but, it saying like, hey, man, you know, they... Not like you said, they're gonna stick together, but and it's like more of uh, they're gonna turn the other, you know, turn the other way. But strong, they might see it. Oh, go ahead. No, but strong point why, as black people, are we owning another thing? You know what I mean? Like, like, put it this way like, we own welfare. Like, the reality is, it's more white people on welfare than black people. Just there's more white people in the world than black people, and there's definitely more. The, the the privilege rate is way higher. Like you talking about people in the in the south south rooted south Mississippi and all that, uh, a predominantly white state. Most of those people are getting government assisted and whatever else if they're not like owning property down there or doing whatever they got to do. But the reality is we own welfare. You know what I mean? We own like now we're saying the the, the stop snitching. We own like why do we we own the lazy no job whatever like you know we own the stigmas that every race suffers through. Every like why? Why is that another one? Like that bothers me. Like why? Why do we continuously? Then what is the disconnect to where the the things that just happen in human nature that negatively just get spun and, and pinned on an African American? That shit really does does bother me. I, I don't know how it happens. I don't know if it is perpetual. I guess I do know how it happens. It's perpetuated through media. It's perpetuated through all the things that you intake. If you hear enough black people through your news and, and all those channels, if you hear enough black people ain't doing shit, I, I mean, it's just natural to feel like, man, eh, black people ain't doing shit. It's because you just don't get, you know what I mean, Black History Month and all this stuff. I don't agree with Black History Month, in my in my honest opinion. I think they should get away, like, just do away with the whole thing and just teach history. Well, you know, I, I think, uh, like I said, I, I, I ain't really on that boat. I I, I put it like this, um, or just you know, trying to you know, like as far as that, um, I think in a sense, um, it's easy depending on somebody, um, and a lot of times, uh, it's like. You know, um, everybody got a stigmatism or like they got a, you know, like, hey, Chinese people, you know, murder dogs and put it in Chinese food, you know, whatever you want to say, murder rats or whatever, whatever you want to say. Everybody got a preference, which, you know, may or may not be true. Um, and that's what I said, but I think it's just different things are geared towards, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, different crowds or races. Um, I think with, as far as blacks, you know, they get the most or kind of like, you know, they get the, 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 the butt of the um, situation a lot of time because, you know, um, as we were just talking about with the pandemic, man, it's a lot of chaos. You know, it's hard for us to come together. A lot of other situations, you know, they'll come together. You know, if you want to say, hey, man, you know, um, y'all white people don't never wash our hands. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to let that affect them. Mm-hmm. The black person, you say, you know, like, man, you know, y- y'all believe in snitching or whatever. We going to yell, fuss, and do all that. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to say, like, look at him. Look at him. See? You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't true, what you yelling for? What you mad for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's it. And, and a lot of times, it's easy to pin kind of person that already got in their in tradition as we're going back to that. That, like, you know, we got to stand up against. We, we always trying to fight it instead of, you know, like, like looking at it like, look, man, you could t- call me whatever you want to. I'm not going to let that hold me back. Right. Um, you know, like, you know, move forward uh, with it. So that's why I said, man, you know, um, you know, like with the comment, the whole little, um, you know, um, Black History Month, man, you know, they got to give us something. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say, you know, like as they say, it's the shortest month, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, we already not learning enough of the history, period. You know, and and I feel but like that. Like I think that creates the laziness of it, though. Just feeling like, all right, well, when that month comes around, we'll get to learn about black folks. Like, no, we should be learning about black folks. We should be learning about black roads as, as much as we learn about white people. They also should start teaching the truth that Christopher Columbus was a goddamn rapist and 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 a pillager. And, mm-hmm. and a sociopath, you know what I mean? Like they should honestly start because this is my thing. Kids ain't the same kids no more. If we don't start adapting to like what we dealing with, like that's that's detrimental to us as people. Like if we just keep saying like, nah, just treat them, you know, treat them like you know, treat them, treat them with TV Y seven, you know, treat them with TV, you know, everyone. Like no, these niggas coming out the. These niggas by age six is TV 14, fucking family guy ready, fucking, they get the jokes, you know what I mean? They get, they know what sex is. They may not understand it, have the full conceptual understanding of it. And I'm not saying get out here and teach kids murder, 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 but let's stop lying to them. Like, I think that because we're in the information age, I get why you could have lied to me and you, because nigga, me and you had encyclopedias. Like, you know what I mean? Like, me and you had to like literally go on on a on a very two percent type of journey as far as like to the to the library of congress or something to literally sit down and map out and use a highlighter and find all this information like this shit is at their fucking fingertips stop lying to these niggas let them know countries built on basically slavery and let them know just cut the month to me fuck that month to me fuck that month in the sense of like and and then i'm going to use actually the words you use to, to give us something don't give us nothing stop giving us anything because because this is the other thing to me now me and you probably got two different walks of life to where you grew up in virginia i assume i grew up in maryland right to, to me that that fucking i don't know if that's the mason dixie i don't know what line that is but that line does truly to me always have divided the, the capital of what was the confederate south being virginia and then kind of the start of the north to where shit was like even just the PG County shit like it's shit that put it every time niggas go to Virginia they're like hey man don't fuck around down there and that's always irked me too don't, don't fuck around down there man don't do nothing stupid down there and I've always thought like nigga well why do something stupid in your own hood like why fuck around in your own hood like you know what I'm saying like why why in your own hood bring out the whole ounce and then why then be precautious and smart and, and, and cautionary and, and, and walk up straight when you're in, in another place. So I'll say that to say, though, that's always been kind of the mark of the 
of the 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 where it's like, oh yeah, you know, Virginia don't play, and then it's kind of like Maryland is kind of like, you know, it's kind of a little looser, whatever the case. But I say that to say, as far as just why, when are I've never experienced. Honestly, to me personally, maybe I'm gonna just be real, and I might be overstating, but this is in my mind. I can't think of any like system racism I've ever experienced in my life. In my life, personally, to where I felt, oh, I'm just, I'm where I felt to where I felt like no white people held me back. I've never, I've never, and 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 a lot of people, I think can say different, but I think it's overstated in a lot of other people's minds, particularly a lot of black people's minds, that they think they have experienced racism when I think if they reflect kind of maybe like me, can honestly be like, you know what? I grew up middle class, yeah. I I don't recall ever getting a a, a, a raw job because of my skin color. That's just me, though. That's just me. Now, I believe racism's alive, I don't think it's yeah. as prevalent as people lean on it, though. I don't. I do not believe it to be as prevalent as people lean on racism still. I don't. And, and maybe I'll, I'll say that I don't hear it as much, too, to where people like the white man holding me back, the white man holding me back. I, th- I do think the 90s was a lot of the white man holding me back. I do think the 2000s, even before Obama, kind of was like, all right. And I think that's how Obama got in, that it was loose enough to be like, now we gonna take this nigga serious, man. We we gonna take and, and we gonna listen to what this nigga gotta say. And, and he's a well spoken black man. But I, I say all that to say, easily say though. On that, I have you ever? Do you have an instant where you're like, no, I can't agree with you? Uh, you know, I've experienced racism here, or or racism in this part of my life. I mean, um, like I said, um, yeah, I, I lived in Kentucky before. So yeah, I definitely experienced racism. Okay. Um, so I said like you know that's like a whole nother in a sense world or whatever. Um, that's what I say you know maybe even for you, uh, you know because like you said we were in two different places. Do you mind? Do you mind touching on that racist uh, instant or any race? Doesn't have to be the Kentucky one. Just any example of just. Well, yeah, race I'm about to. I'm about to kind of okay, like cool. break it down a little bit. Right, cool. um, but that's what I said. So, you know, um, being like I said, we from two different sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it to you like this. Um, you say like you know I never really you know came across or whatever. Um, you you know you right now in the Virginia area, mm-hmm. um, so it's like you know and when you came kind of came at a later point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you know growing up you was around a lot of the same people you know especially your same skin color I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very true. You know and that's why I say you know like you're not gonna experience as much you know around the same people. Um, I was around different people. So that's what I said, like, now it's all about how you look at it. And that's why I say, like, certain things, you know, I say, I think people see or whatever has been done. And that's what I said, it may not be straight out racism, but of course, you can always see the underline. Um, and that's what I experienced a lot, you know, growing up in, especially Northern Virginia. Cause I say, you get more Southern, like, I'm more Southern now. Oh, Virginia, define the underline. Real quick, define the underline. Um, so underline, I mean, you also say like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, um, let's just say, you know, like you're a cashier. The underline is like, look, you're a cashier. You can't make mandatorial decisions, period. They're not going to say that. They always say like, hey, 
you know, we all work here together. Um, if you see a problem, we have an open door policy. You can come and tell it. But if you come in there and say, hey, look, man, I feel like I'm always working weekends. They're going to say, hey, look, man, we're not trying to do that. But as I said, like, you know, it's a favoritism, underlying things. Um, and that's why I said. So the underlying being on the underlying I'm talking about right now is more of, okay. So, you know, growing up for me, as I said, you going to a school that's predominantly a different skin color. Now, when it comes to certain things like, you know, I'm I'm in sports. Um, you know, when I step on, let's just say like, you know, the basketball court, I'm trying out or whatever. Um, you know, I had to work in a sense harder than some other people. Um, I never forget one instance, um, there was this guy, um, I said I'm not gonna say names or whatever, but I'll put it like this. This guy was a, a, a swimmer. Um, uh, uh, I think he played like the flute or something, or violin, um, got good grades. He just was about like six, seven, you know? And he, uh, they like, you know, due to his height, you know, and that's what I said, probably, you know, his, his influence, or you know what I'm saying, his people's influence, um, started at center, you know, for our team. Um, I know I was definitely better. Um, you know, we 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 played basketball when we was younger, so you you remember how I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I said area park I go to, I got a name. Um, I've been compared to people, so that's what I said. Um, it, it was like you know the underline is you know he's starting because of who he is, and I said like you know I never look at it like oh man you know y'all got him starting only because he white. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't look at it like that. You know, I understand, and that's why I said sometimes people look at that as bad. You know, what I'm saying like you. You feed into what they doing, like you know. You should have been fighting against it and trying to, you know, go, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all tradition. My tradition was, you know, you work to where you trying to get at. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I said, like, other people's tradition ain't that. Other people's tradition is, man, you you got to fight for what you need. It's some parents at home telling them because they might have went through some, and you know, say I put it like this. Um, I, I bring it to females. I, like I tell people, you know, now they they like, man, what's up with the females and all that? Man, the girls and change ain't no more thorough women out here. It ain't that, man. The tradition is most mothers have been saying since, especially you know, a lot of fathers being locked up, not being there, things like that. You know, the, what they've been through as far as a mother. You telling your daughter, of course, that like, hey, man, you can't always trust dudes, and you know these dudes ain't nothing, and you know what I'm saying you got to get it on your own. That's what this whole independent woman thing came about. Right. Um, you know, and that's what I said, like it's tradition. It's not like somebody else fault. If you in a household, you being told every day, you know, dudes ain't nothing, yada yada da, this and that. You can only go by what you know and what you see and what you hear. Real quick to piggyback on you and I give it back to you. That it, it racism truly is it, it's a very intelligent point you bring up that racism truly is tradition. It's learned because you can put let's say eight toddlers in the room of all different ethnicities, they don't give a fuck who's who. They realize that they all got two hands, two feet, you know what I mean? Like arms, legs, or whatever the case may be. And and that's just how they see each other. It's just human beings. It is true earned discrimination. I tell you this too. <laughs> it's different, man. And you know, like, you know how I know? So I was um I was I was uh talking to my wife's daughter we were talking and she said yeah she learned about Abe Lincoln and so you know she was talking talking and I said well did they tell you that Abe Lincoln freed the slaves and her mother almost had a heart attack like, oh, and I was like I looked at her like huh 
Right. You know, and so later she came to me and said, you know, look, they don't learn about that nowadays. They don't do that no more. They not they not trying to highlight that, use that word slaves or bring that whole picture in. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I mean. So nowadays, like and you know, with the whole internet and a lot of stuff going on, as I said, and then like I told you, like, you know, with so many people going to bat for people, you know, like that's what I said, you can't come out here and say like, oh, you know, he gay in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because you got people say that's not right. That right. people's gonna go to bat for you is going like back that up. And that's why I said so like a lot of things nowadays are more touchy. That's why comedy is fading. Because comedy is such a raw, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't care. I'm gonna say a type of thing that like nowadays you gotta watch what you say. Watch what you do. It's getting away from that. I said we learned a little bit about that, and back then they were saying like, you know, they need to teach y'all more about this and that. And what we went through because our parents, you know, what I'm saying, were older and were around in those like maybe 80s, 70s, and they seen stuff like they they just got over the hump, so they could tell us more. These parents nowadays is like from the early 90s or you know, what I'm saying mm. mid 90s, whatever. They wasn't experienced as much as that. We were more starting to come together. It was more of the white people trying to be in this hip hop era, you know, like the whole style fashion era. Mm -hmm. So like they not as much into that whole like, you know, black versus white thing, you know, and that's why I said it has evolved since then into what it is now. You know, I don't necessarily Dude. go to school now, but that's why I said I, I see where it's like that ain't a Dude. thing no more about race. I, you know do, what I'm saying? And leave it to one day die. Because I'll say this. You're absolutely right. Northern Virginia is the most diverse place I have ever been in my entire life I've ever seen. I've never seen so many ethnicities between Asian and Indian type Asian and and freaking all types of, of Pacific Islanders and freaking Well, it's probably different places like that. New York got a lot of different places. Okay, different, like I put it like this: Mecca's probably have a lot of different nationalities. I don't, I don't. You go think like here though. I think New York is more shoulder to shoulder. You, you know what I mean? You're just walking by people. There's a certain feel of Northern Virginia, if you get what I'm saying, where everyone's living in the same. Community. No, 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 no. Like I said, so I put it like this. It is, and I say like there is in in DC in a sense, and there's like because okay, you go places and you like, um, like I can't think. Okay, when I was in Kentucky, it was a lot of Spanish people there. You know what I'm saying? More than you probably would expect or think. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Due to the migration, you gotta realize they the ones probably building the houses out there, so they're migrating there. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with like this area, of Northern Virginia, is like, you know, it's an area where. You know, you can make money. So a lot of those fans that come over that are like, you know, um, you know, like uh, Muslims, uh, different nationalities are coming over. Had they have businesses in this area, their kids are going to these schools. Most of them. that's why it's a lot of a like more of a melting pot. You know, when people come here, they're trying to go to those schools, um, Virginia, uh, VCU. Um, as I said, like, you know, saying how were those different type of schools they're trying to get integrated into. And as I said, when you come out of those schools, you're going right to these businesses and these places right around here. Right. Now, that's why I said Northern Virginia, yeah, it does have a lot of different, you know, um, ethnicities. And that's what I said, different people. Um, and that's what I said, just due to that. It's an area where that's why I said, like, you know, it's expensive, but probably not the most expensive place in the world. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said, and it's like, 
at the same time, as you go back to your, you know, original thing where you were saying like, hey, man, people come from different places and say like, oh, Virginia, you ain't going to play. I think people feel safer here. Right. So you come over here, you know, you might have a business or whatever. They might have it in D.C. They might have it like, you know, in New York, but they live on outskirts. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like an outskirt would be Northern Virginia from D.C. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got my business like in D.C., making my money over there. My kids go to Virginia schools. Though. Yeah, I get that. You know what I'm saying? It's like that northern part where it's like, and that's why in a sense it's called Northern Virginia. Because like I said, I'm in the Richmond area now where it's a whole different mentality than just an hour and a half away. I get that. You know what I'm saying? And so kind of like the same thing as far as like maybe Northern Maryland. I see. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a different mentality than, than Southern Maryland. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because like it's closer to other places, West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, Pennsylvania, those places. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said in probably in those areas, it's a little more integrated too, or you find that like, that like, you know, melting pot. Cause a lot of people are like, eh, I don't want to be actually in West Virginia. I want to be close to it. So that's why it may seem like, hey, you know, Northern Virginia has a little bit more, but that's why I said, man, at the end of the day, well, I just said that underlying is, you know, in this situation or here, you know, they're gonna have the best schools. Okay. You know, you go to, you think of Virginia, you say like, man, they got the best schools, they gonna have the best ones, you know, right at tat, tat, tat. And, you know, it's something you're trying to get to. You're trying to get your kids in them type of schools, them type of situations. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like it gives you a better chance. Yeah. Or it gives your kid a better chance at life or whatever it is. And that's why I say even in those, like those people, they come over and they say like, well, I can't afford to live in New York. Virginia and that's closest thing. Yeah, where I can have the money and I still, you know, can live in a decent place where I don't have to worry about crime, such things or whatever. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like that borderline. I'm I'm right in that little, you know, right in that little mix right there. So um, that's why you know I see that and, and I think that. Um, I get that. But um, you know, like I said, look, man, everywhere has its places and its spots. You know, I say even when I'm down here in Richmond, like you know. It's like a place, you know, called Henrico. That's a little bit more mixed. You know what I'm saying? Then down here where, you know, more Southern I am, you go towards Colonial Heights, Petersburg, places like that, a little bit past Richmond. You know, it's, it's, it's all black. You know, you go a little bit up the way, it's more Spanish, more white. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said, and that's that like mix because it's like, I, I want to be in Richmond, which is the capital. And you know what I'm saying? Where I can make some money at VCU and all, but I don't want to be down there. I want to kind of be in the middle. Henrico would be a place like that, just like Northern Virginia. I get that. And that's why I say those places are made as you going back to what you were saying about the whole, like, you know, you're like, hey, I'm in Maryland. You know, why is it that over here it's a little bit more lenient? And then, like, I go to Virginia out here, don't play. Same thing, man. Like, you know, certain spots are, are made or cleaned a certain way or kept clean a certain way for a certain reason. Right. They don't want certain people here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've been locked up, you know what I'm saying, in Fairfax. You know, which you would think like, you know, Fairfax, you know, man, people there, you probably all, you know, like, you know, credit card scam, like just simple stuff, simple crimes you would think. But no, nah, it's people doing stuff that come from other areas. Maryland, D.C., they come over the line because they know it's more money over here. You know what I'm saying? Nicer stuff, whatever you may be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's what I'm saying. They say like, oh, you know, Virginia, they, they probably, you know, uh, they probably um, they probably ain't, ain't hip to this. They probably don't know nothing about this. But they prepare for that, man. You know what I'm saying? Because they already say from the jump, oh, no, nah, this area right here, we're going to keep clean. 
and that's why I said so over in that Maryland side where they like look if they over there doing wild and being wild keep them over there right you know what I'm saying that's why I said that's tradition over there you know it's probably more of the same people that grew up in the neighborhood that become police officers that now patrol that area and they feel the same way like like I tell people man like people are, are people at the end of the day you know, you're doing a job. You know, out here, you say, man, the cops out here be tripping. I went out VA, man. I was parking at the Wendy's, and they rolled up on me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's because in their tradition, they, they keeping it clean. Right. Over another spot, you know, you like roll by somebody saying, you see it in movies and all type of stuff where, you know, like you see the, in the, the one cop who like he trained a rookie and, and he running up on people and the rookie don't understand. He like, hey, man. You know, I mean, you know, that's not not training day. I wouldn't. That's that's a whole never. That's a whole never be. That's, that's, that's a whole never thing. But I mean, I'm saying, like, you know, just a different type of movie. I say in scenarios, and I say where it's like the rookie doesn't understand, you know, because he's saying, "Look, man, I'm fresh on here, and I just was out here with these guys. You know, these guys just trying to make a way." And you got the, the vet who've been in there for twenty plus years, and he didn't seen some wild things, and he's not going to let another person. You know, get a pass or whatever, because the last person that'll get a pass, this happened. Right. You know, so that's why I say, like, it's all tradition, man, and more of, you know, those mindsets and, and what has happened to you. Yeah, now I get that. Let's uh, yeah, let's do this, Will. We gonna uh, break, and then we gonna bring y'all a prank call. <laughs> So hey. We're gonna have some fun and then uh probably close it out. One more segment after the prank call. Uh this is We Talk You Listen, brought to you, sponsored by the amazing cold cup. If you cold don't have cups. if you don't have your cold cup, make sure you go ahead and get your cold cup today. You can go ahead and order that at Amazon.com and or pick it up from your local Target or Walmart. Me and Will Young will be right back. We're gonna be prank calling. And I got one special person in mind. We're going to see what's up. Hopefully, they'll answer. I'm pretty sure they're going to answer. It's on the West Coast, so don't y'all go anywhere. We will be back. We talked in the last segment. We just did a prank call on Seattle's Sunday. Uncle, who is his, yeah, I guess his god uncle. I don't know how that works. Sometimes it's in the Seattle Sunny, it's his uncle. Man, the guy's 83 years old. We just prank called him. I literally got 30 good minutes of prank call information. We're gonna slice up. Me and Will Young gonna put that back out there for y'all. We're gonna dice it up. We're gonna get the best parts of it. This is better than Crank Yankers. This is better than anything you done heard. This is better than what's that dude on uh, Ricky Smiley. Uncle whoever. Uh, Tommy. Uncle Tommy. Yeah, Uncle Tommy, man. It's better than all that, man, because this is legit. This is no sketch. This is no skit. This is just real life. Two funny people going in on somebody. I love prank calls. It's my it's my second favorite form of comedy. My first favorite form of comedy is Joni. Joni is my first favorite form of comedy. <laughs> but after Joni, it is definitely prank calls. But nah, just to recap it, bro, you did great. <laughs> You did great. Now, it's no praise to say we scared an 83-year-old man. But we didn't scare him to death. Like, we didn't threaten him or anything. But he's a senile old liar, which is why he fell victim to this prank call list. Because he's been driving Dre crazy. He's been blaming. He's, he said Dre's been smoking heroin in the bathroom. <laughs> he's oh. giving, he, he's taking Dre's 
fucking bathroom privileges away. He's, he's been basically pretty much been putting Drake through hell, in Dre's words. Uh, the only way... Now, I thought Dre might have been crying wolf a little earlier. Yeah. A few days ago, I said, you know what? No, you might have... A, uh, he was literally on the phone, and I literally heard Uncle Sonny call the police on Andre for having the refrigerator open too long. So that's when I said, you know what? I can't, I can't prove what's going on out there, but I can say that's probably not the best way to want to live or the most. Wow. Yeah, he said, you know, had that refrigerator open for so long, man. I'm going to just have to get on the phone. He gets on the phone, calls the police, and says, yeah, I got a, uh, my nephew in who just won't listen. I need him out of here. <laughs> so, but I say that to say, to give a preference to, it's not like we picking on an old guy to just call. This guy might potentially be a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. me, and, me and William call. He's on the phone, so I've I've already pre-pranked him, so I've got him set. He has this story of where he was hit in this intersection in uh, Burien, Washington, which is south of Seattle. He's got the story of where he was hit and drove. This is the craziest story you ever heard. He was hit in the intersection, y'all, while someone was making a left or right turn. He goes back and forth both ways. And long story short, so he's making a turn. Hits him. He gets caught on the rearview mirror. Drug off his uh, his uh, wheelchair. So I say that he said he was on a chair. I'm trying to figure out chair. now. Yes. Now, how did she go through the chair to get him off the chair? Was, uh, I'm, uh, the, I'm still trying to figure that out. The, that's how the rearview mirror broke. It extended. It extended to grab him by the shirt. Drug him 15 yards, everybody. Drug him 15 yards up the road. Uh, somehow he frees himself. This is the craziest part here. And this is where you know people like this. It's people like this. It's people like this, ladies and gentlemen, who get people accused of, of wrongful murders, wrongful crimes, wrongful conviction. He says the car then goes to the very next block, takes a 180, revs the engine, and V-lines directly at him to run him over and finish the job. To to basically run him over in cold blood. And a real quick recap of what I just said. Car's making a right turn, drags him 15 yards off his wheelchair, leaves him in the middle of the street, then proceeds to get to the end of the street, makes a U-turn, and is coming straight at him, but he has to duck behind another car to save his own life. So we... Call this oh, don't, don't forget he snatched up the dog now. Oh, that's true. He also no, says another like that's what man he, <laughs> he said he 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 snatched up his dog. <laughs> he's he's holding to, this uh, to this, save the dog, as he said. <laughs> this untrained Akita dog who's been biting Andre and bites everybody that comes in the house. His dog, dog is the dog from hell. Dog. But the dog's a dog from hell. Because he, he he then on the phone admits that yeah, I trained the dog myself. Now, maybe the dog got PSD, man. You now, Will, get this, because I, I know, like, most of y'all, the backstory, right? This is the dog. I know about this dog. This dog is infamous. This dog, literally, I cannot exaggerate it. Dre probably moved out there about late October. By Thanksgiving, no exaggeration, bro. This dog was drinking eggnog and Ooh. eating day. This dog is a renegade dog. <laughs> That's why when he was speaking to the dog, and then you were so cute to say we might take the dog. I was like, oh my god, I know he's gonna be hurting his heart. Because like oh, when, when you keyed in on the dog, because I had no, I had no intention of the dog becoming like relevant in the conversation. 
I was like, oh shit, like you're hitting a bone. Like you were striking a nerve with that dog, bro. He loves that dog. That dog eats. That dog drinks what he drinks. That dog was drinking like a human, man. (laughs) He better keep his dog on a leash, man. That nigga said the dog does its business behind the bushes. I don't know what any of that might be. <laughs> I was like, that's not yeah. how it works, big Say, dog. He do it behind tall bushes. Like, well, how do you know you're not in somebody's yard, man? If they tall bushes, man. Come on, man. And the thing is, you in a chair. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much knowing the backstory to do, 70% of what he fed you was bullshit. <laughs> 70% of everything he told you was bullshit. He's in that Good. motherfucker. Yeah, well, that was pacing, man. <laughs> well, guess guess what? We beat him because a hundred percent of the shit we said. Was you know what I'm saying? So we won the day. Hey Trey, help me shave this dog. <laughs> Why? Man, now, what you done went and told people about my dog? That's man, he about to get it. They probably in there fighting back and forth on he that. He about dog. to get it. <laughs> That's funny, man. That was funny. <laughs> Did I just space out? You couldn't hear anything I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I ain't hear nothing if you, if you uh, <laughs> lost in translation. Okay, okay. Now I realize I just cannot get off the screen when I'm doing anything on this video. Now, basically, I was letting you know though that was one of the better uh, freaking uh, uh, prank calls I've done in a while. And then, then I got this consistent prank call that I do with the uh, Domino's. It's a Domino's pizza. And there's a subway right next door to the Domino's. So I call as if I'm a worker at the subway. And then I let this Domino's pizza know to turn their fucking oven down because it's compromising my business in some way. Just have a fit. They're like, huh? I'm like, turn the oven. It's like I'll start calm. And then because they're already out the loop, they're going to have the stagnant. What do you mean? And I just just lose them. Man, turn the fucking oven down, man. I got it. I got it. I got to hear that. Uh, man, look, we're, we can tear it up, man, with, with legit, legit, legit calls. I, I love to do the uh, staffs that are huge, like Walmart, Target, the call outs. Like, hey, this is Alex. Uh-huh. This is Alex, man. I ain't going to be able to make it work today, dog. Alex, yeah. what department you at, Alex? Like, man, I'm in shipping and moving. Shipping and moving. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like, like just, I'm telling you, bro, bro, you can be on the phone for 15 minutes. People will be passing you around thinking you're a legit nigga calling out, bro. <laughs> That's funny, man. Dude, it's it's so many pranks. We can do the uh where you put the two Chinese restaurants on the phone with each other. Oh uh, uh-huh. that one's amazing. If you can get them, you you call it uh one carry out, you say, hold on, real fast, had the other carry out ready to get linked. Those two get on the phone. They yeah. say hello. They say hi yo. They say hey, how are you? How you how you? They say hi yo, hi yo. We help you. You call me. He say no. You call me. Where you want? <laughs> where you want? You call me. Where you want? Bro, it is the funniest shit ever, bro. I'm telling you, I got a million prank phone calls. I can steal some crank anchor jokes, the order of flowers. 
where you have the uh this one's comes with Christ Anchors, where you order in the flowers, bruh. And then you have on the card just like, you know, because they write the card out for you. Mm-hmm. Order the flowers up, and then you just have her like while she's handwriting the note. Just had this wild ass story. Like, I appreciate you busting that thing open on that <laughs> coffee table. I ain't never seen that thing so wide. <laughs> we can do it again real soon. Maybe tomorrow. You know what I mean? Just say some wild shit. So, and then the beauty with the uh, flower, you, you have the ability to be like, hey, now read that back to me real quick. Let me hear how that sound. <laughs> yeah. Bro, we can prank all shit, bro. We can turn it to the prank call kings. I'm, I'm, I'm so with it, bro. I am so <laughs> Read that card back to a nigga. Let me have me sound in your language. <laughs> like, what? I'm English. So your voice sound a little like hers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You know the voice that's going to be in her head. Like, as she read it, <laughs> that's what I'm That's funny, though. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> but nah, there's a bunch more to do, man. Uh, we gonna go and do it for sure. Yeah, but we gonna go ahead and get up out of here. It's another episode. We talk, you listen. I'm gonna go ahead and try to think of what I'm a. I'm a finish once upon a time in Hollywood tonight, and I'm gonna start another movie. But I don't know what the fuck it'll be. Uh, I'll figure something out. I guess I'll figure something out to watch. Um, I seen Invisible Man. That was that wasn't good. What you didn't like? Um, was it? Of, do you remember the other Invisible Man from back in the day? It wasn't called Invisible Man, but it was like. Nah, I don't. I don't remember it. It was something where it was like a dude science experiment. He ended up being invisible and shit. But this one, this one was corny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to think, man. What other movie had I seen that's actually been good? Like the last movie I saw, so, Irishman. Uh, no, I have not seen that. They said that was long. That motherfucker is crazy long. I, it's so long that I only know it from key points where the point that I liked it, though, the motherfucker was like that the mafia was so professional with how they do shit, which is also why I hate, like, young gangbangers and, and niggas who think they bought the streets. Like, nigga, the mafia is a real organization. Like, if you're going to kill people, basically the nigga showed up in shorts. and He was on a hit, though. And he was on a hit. And the fact that they were critiquing his outfit. Like, nigga, how the fuck you show? You need to even be professional if you're going to whack a nigga. <laughs> like, that yeah, that funny, amazed man. me, though. Just about the... So, that, that, that goes to me to say, like, if you're going to do crime, be good at it. Uh, and, and take that lead. No, no, no crime. Don't do no crime. Well, don't. Yeah, that that be my. Don't, 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 don't do no crime. That be my first. But if you do, we are not endorsing crime. (laughs) I I would say that my whole angle would just be if you do find yourself saying yeah, (laughs) do it smartly (laughs) is all I'm saying, and do it professionally. I'm gonna let you know, anybody listening, (laughs) I am not with the crime. No, cor- yeah, no Corona, man. no crime. <laughs> yeah, no Corona, no no crime. CC out the door. <laughs> the only CC I do is pizza. You know what I'm saying? 
No corona, no crime. Hey, you that is funny, man. Oh, I didn't even tell people. And then we gonna get up out of here, but I didn't realize that y'all. The the funniest punchline Will actually brought up was the idea. He promised Uncle Sonny seventy five cents after the lawsuit, should he decide to take this hit and run the court in a civil suit. That he's looking at me, and he took it serious at first. But I'll say this: the old man stood his ground because he argued with us like we were the judge making the verdict. He said seventy-five cents. <laughs> like, like three, like three quarters. Man. I say, hey, what I say? I mean, you can make it seven dimes. Yeah, it's your choice, Mister Jones. You know, it's not bad. You know we we not saying how you gonna get it back, but what you gonna get back is seventy-five cents. Oh man, great! Great prank call, man. Uh, Great first segment too. Just touched into society, and and it was a different angle versus just old, 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 dreadful. What are we going to do? Corona talk. So, we tap back in tomorrow. See what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep talking. Y'all keep listening. Got Will Young in here signing out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's your man window right here, man. Make sure you get your cold cups today. If you don't get your cold cups, get your cold cups. You don't get your cold cups. You're not gonna be drinking to the best experiences which you can drink, and that's any beverage, whether it's an adult beverage, whether it's a child beverage, whether it's a beverage just in between. Doesn't matter. Make sure you guys tune in to the <laughs> best, to the very best uh, prank call spot, to the very best entertainment spot. Whether you just look for urban news, whether you look for sports news, whether you look for just any news in general. It's not all watered down, and it's not going to not give it to you how people really feel. You can come here for a real experience. Uh, but, again, it's Will Young getting out of here, and it's your man, Wendell. We will talk to y'all again, possibly tomorrow, actually. And we'll do it again. Actually, no, tomorrow for sure we're going to actually record a real uh, prank call segment. So make sure you guys tune in get the podcast tomorrow, and we'll see you yes, then. Yes, yes, All right, until then, y'all talk. We ain't. <laughs> we out. We out. All right.